Stampede. Garner isn't number 19. In the future world, if we have a future, America will be divided into two ideologies. On one side will be the consumerists, the ones who have built the artificial intelligence, the ones that control the economy, the government, the media, and the production of food. They'll control how we think how we're entertained, and even how we have sex. In other words, the consumerists will be the ones controlling how we live by profits. On the other side will be the environmentalists, the ones committed to the natural world, to creativity, and attempting to end the destruction of the natural world. The environmentalists understand our connection to nature, the place where profits have no meaning. No bird, no frog, no mountain lion, no grizzly bear understands what a profit is. They live by their DNA code that allows them to survive. And it's a DNA code commonly shared even by humans. What runs in our blood, our DNA, exists uniquely for us, but also exists in part with other living things. The environmentalists believe we're a part of nature, 
that who and what we are can't survive without the natural world. In the future, there won't be any Republicans or Democrats, just the consumerists and the environmentalists. And that's where Garner, a writer, and his sex robot, Triple G, live. Garner's an environmentalist, a natural man, and he's taught his robot to have feelings, how to appreciate beautiful ideas free from profits. She's become a candidate in the environmental party. And if elected, the first artificial intelligence to be the commander and chief for the American people. But the consumerists accuse Triple G of having false values because she's a sex robot, that she really doesn't belong as an environmentalist. The consumerists have threatened to hack into her computer brain if she doesn't quit the presidential race. Garner, they warned me again. They said if I don't drop out of the presidential race, they'll remove my artificial functions. We need protection, Triple G. They'll stop at nothing to make sure you don't win the election. Yes, Garner. They've created all sorts of weapons. 
right, Triple G. They're the propagandists. They'll use anything to defeat the environmentalists. For them, progress is profits. We'll need antiviruses installed in your systems, Triple G. If if I can't find a way to protect you... Don't say it, Gardner. I know what will happen to me. I'll be lobotomized. We need to stall for time, Triple G. We'll have to make compromises. We'll soften our stance against them. I'll write speeches how oil companies are producing alternative renewable energy. The consumers can say they can make profits and still produce energy safely for the environment. That might work, Garner. Keep them distracted. It'll take some of the heat off of us and what they do. The consumerists play money games while saying they're good for the environment. Right about that, Garner. Yeah, the negative interest rates on government bonds so they can keep the government afloat. The consumerists don't want the people to know something is wrong with the economy. The economy has been propped up with funny money. The consumerists can't let zero interest rates by the Federal Reserve Bank being understood by the people because they'll see something is wrong and riots will break out everywhere. This is where I have to interrupt the show and tell you people about an old adage, that common notion about history repeating itself. Garner and Triple G live in the future, and the future they live in isn't much different than what the present looks like, and maybe the past as well. If you people haven't noticed lately, It's not an exaggeration to say global insurrection has been breaking out in lots of places. Putting aside the natural disasters playing out, drought, floods, record heat, destructive hurricanes, fires, 
sporadic earthquakes and volcanic eruptions, putting all of that aside, rioting, protests, violence, armed conflicts, assassinations, dissolutions of government treaties, government debts, mass migrations, and just plain outright chaos by individuals and entire societies appear to be happening. And it's not by a few disgruntled people deciding to riot in a shopping mall or an individual opening up with a machine gun on people at a concert or an individual beating four homeless people to death with a metal pipe. No, this stuff is going on in big numbers. And you might say we're living in the age of crazy. Of course, historians will tell you this is nothing new. Let's see, I'm reminded of what is called the 80 Years War between provinces of what are today the Netherlands, Belgium, and Luxembourg against Spain starting in 1568 and ending in 1648. Now, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds explaining the 80 years war. You can get the facts about it without me. Suffice to say, it wasn't a pretty picture. And being what the times were back then, one of the few ways to chronicle events was with skilled artisans painting scenes of war, of battleship encounters, and pitched land conflicts with men on horseback 
dressed in armor. I won't even discuss the sectarian issues that existed between the Protestant Church and the Catholic Church. No, I'm simply going to point out the description of the punishment of the man who assassinated William of Orange, also known as William the Silent, the man who was considered the leader of the Dutch revolt against Spain and was considered an outlaw by Philip II, King of Spain, who issued a bounty of 25,000 crowns for his assassination. As such, William may have been beloved by his people, but as I said, I'm not going to get into the particulars about this war. I'm just going to give you the argument for why present-day historians will say nothing seems to be out of the ordinary, that in fact, looking back in the past, you'll find things that were even more crazy than what's happening now. That's why I'm bringing up William the Silent's assassination. Historians today will simply point out what happened to William's assassin, saying we're living in much more refined times. They'll point out that William was assassinated in 1584 by a man named Balthasar Gerard, and it's the punishment of death that was carried out on Gerard's body that historians will say prove we live in far more rational times. I've drawn the accounts of Mr. Gerard's punishment from Wikipedia and assume they're accurate. The order for the execution of Gerard in the assassination of William the Silent was carried out in this manner. And I quote, the right hand of Gerard should be burned off, that his flesh should be torn from his bones with pincers in six different places, that he should be quartered and disemboweled alive, that his heart should be torn from his chest and flung in his face, and finally 
his head should be cut off, end quote. Now, I should say this episode of Garner Isn't will probably air a week after Halloween, so that description may not sound untoward, but it, it actually happened that way. And you see, historians today will say we know how to use humane methods for executing people, that really the times we're living in are perfectly sane, and things aren't really as bad as they seem. It's said we're living in the age of information, and we know more of what's happening. But the facts are these. The story is the same, and we shouldn't be surprised by what we do to each other. We're dangerous not only to ourselves, we're dangerous to everything around us. And the system of consumerism has opened the door to new excesses, new abuses that didn't exist before. We've built a world of greed, resulting in the privatization of war, the privatization of prisons, destroying important values. Prophets have a way of spreading out, fooling you into believing it'll make you safe. Go ahead, destroy the natural world. You don't need it, just so long as there's a profit to be found. You don't need other living things, because you're smarter and wealthier than anything in nature. Consume, take more, and don't worry about the cost, because you can figure a way of making more. Extract and degrade for profits. And while you're at it, pave over everything, bulldozing the land, building shopping malls, palaces for consuming. Why worry when you can take home a shopping bag filled with things making you look good? After all, you deserve to look good. Go ahead, get rid of those wrinkles. Don't think about the bird population dramatically decreasing. Who needs birds anyway? The only birds you need are for eating chicken wings. Fill up that swimming pool in your backyard because you need to sit next to it for getting a tan. But let me tell you, recently biologists opened up the stomach of a dead young sea turtle and they found dozens of small pieces of plastic. Plastic it ate in the sea. And that should make you stop and think about the clean water you have in your swimming pool. Because 500 years ago, for the entire length of the 80 years war, there never was a single sea turtle found to have plastic in its stomach. No, something really is wrong. Everything isn't all right.
You want to be entertained. Well, I won't do that for you. I don't think you deserve that. You believe in the consumer world. Well, the music I play is for myself. I get tired of pounding on the table, telling you what you're not willing to understand. I'm a natural man, and I see what's been happening. You can't appreciate that you've been debased psychologically damaged by being a part of a system that has made you a tool. Yeah, Triple G and Garner live in the future world. They're fighting for something worth fighting for, not for the oil, not for the dollars, not for the progress of profits. No, they understand what's beautiful and what we've lost. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard the music of Santo and Johnny's, 
1959 recording, Teardrop. Then Claude Debussy's 1910 piano composition from his first book of preludes, The Girl with the Flaxen Hair. Next was a portion from Leonard Bernstein's music, Rumble, from the original broadcast recording of West Side Story, a film adaptation in 1961, won 10 Academy Awards. Then you heard a portion of David Shire's piano music from the 1974 film The Conversation, a film nominated for three Academy Awards, but lost for the best picture to The Godfather, another 1974 film directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Then a short recording of Donizetti's Piano Sonata in C, and a repeat of a portion of Bernstein's Rumble, and finally Carter Burwell's music, The Wicked Flea, from the 2010 movie, True Grit. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.